0: Hey everybody, as you might know, the federal pandemic unemployment compensation benefits are about to expire on July 25th. Like
1: millions of other Americans, most of the musicians we know need that extra $600 a week to feed themselves and pay rent right now. It's imperative that Congress extend the FPUC benefits immediately. We've included a link in this episode's notes and on our social media to auto-generate an email to your senators.
0: All you have to do is make sure that it is your senator's email address, and we've included a link for that too. So press pause, and please act now. This is Walker Lukens, and you are listening to... Song. Song.
2: Song. Confessional.
0: Let me explain to you what we do here at the Song Confessional. So we used to travel around the country to music festivals and big events. And uh, we would set up our little blue trailer and people would tell us stories anonymously. They'd tell us all sorts of things. And then we would give them to songwriters and bands. Well, we still do that, but we don't travel anymore because we can't, because we all need to wear masks and we need better national leadership. So what we do is we take people's stories uh, remotely and we still give them to our favorite songwriters and bands, and they turn them into original songs. We featured those songs on this podcast, along with a recording of your your story uh, and an interview with the songwriter. And we talked to people who made it. It's a gay old time. I'm sitting here with my favorite little band of white gold. Tell them your name. I prefer
1: yellow gold. But do you, my, my do you really?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic.
1: Wow. <sighs> Never goes out of style. I, white I, gold? I mean... What do you spend your money on? You just get silver.
0: Whoa. Whoa.
1: <sighs> Goes for you too, platinum.
0: Whoa. I interrupted you though. Will you tell them your name? Oh yeah, that. Zach Catanzaro. Mm-hmm. And Zach, uh, what artists are we going to hear from today? We've got Gold. G-G-O-O-L-L-D-D. Uh, hailing from Milwaukee by way of Baton Rouge in Portland, Gold started as a solo project for frontwoman Margaret Butler.
1: After spending a few years as a fashion designer, Margaret realized her true passion was producing the shows and not the clothes. That desire for performance pushed her into starting a solo act complete with handmade costumes.
0: Over the years, the band ballooned into a six-piece before slimming down to the trio it is today, consisting of Margaret, Nicholas Zeman, and Nick Schubert.
1: Gold spent several years touring all over the U.S., playing a wide variety of venues and festivals.
0: Most notably, they headlined Summerfest in 2019 in their hometown of Milwaukee. Gold has released a ton of singles and EPs over the years, but they caught my attention with their EP Teeth back in 2017. Bombastic, synth-heavy dance rock. Their music's kind of like late 70s David Bowie, but with um, mm, cooler synthesizers, a drum machine, a tighter metronome, and a badass woman fronting them.
1: Sounds so tight.
0: Yeah, they are tight. In
1: February of this year, they released their first full-length album titled Here We Are and had planned to spend most of the year on tour until the pandemic crushed those touring plans like it has to thousands of other musicians around this country. What do
0: you miss about touring?
1: Um, I think I mostly miss seeing that people exist and... Not needing an excuse for a great
0: cocktail any day of the week. You can not need an excuse to have a cocktail at my house every day of the week, my friend. I'm not allowed to come to your house anymore. Oh, yeah. Good point. I miss uh, potato chips. I miss feeling entitled to walk into any gas station in America and buy the weirdest potato chips possible.
1: Yeah, there's a lot more guilt behind salty and sugary snacks than when you're on the road. She's like, oh, I don't have a choice. This is all there is. No, it's so. just, yeah, it's this or a candy bar. <laughs> yeah, God, God, six of my
0: cups eight eight of coffee some yeah, chips.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hell Yeah. On Love in Quarantine episode 2, we heard I Can't Wait by Cam Franklin and the confession that inspired it. A young couple in Paris who had decided to take their relationship to the next level by moving in with each other. It just so happened to be days before the lockdown in France began.
1: On this episode, we're listening to a woman that had just begun a promising romance right before the pandemic hit. They went on three memorable dates before unplanned circumstances
0: forced them into quarantine separately. They're continuing to try to court each other, even though they don't have a lot to go on and they're not going to see each other anytime soon. Well, without further ado, here's our confession.
3: Confession. A year ago today, I was living in a tiny town in Montana called Anaconda. I knew I was going to move, and two years in a tiny town in rural Montana was plenty for me so I knew I was going to move to a big city or bigger city um but I wasn't sure where Portland was certainly on the short list
0: and so you moved to Portland in the fall though you ultimately decided to move there
3: yes I'd been on the job hunt for a while and nothing was really panning out so I was like Portland I'm gonna move to Portland and just like make it happen there because I love Portland It's close enough and then I got a job offer about a week later in the city. So it worked out. So that was mid-October. And I think I made it out here October like 19th or something. We met on Bumble, trademark. Um, hmm. We matched early, I would say January or February, tried to set up a date. Neither of us was available. And then it kind of fizzled. I later learned that, he'd deleted the app completely. And then I kind of had a bling with somebody for a couple weeks in February that had ended first week of March. And then Eric, I'll say his name. Um, and I had our first date that same week, the first week of March.
0: And it was good. It was
3: immediately good. It was immediately good. He was very forward and flirtatious, but I found it fun and refreshing. And we had a really lovely first date, I would say. We went to start at a dive bar and then got a fancy cocktail after. Um, He said he was really excited to take me to the next bar and he ended up taking me to a cocktail bar that I had been wanting to go to. Um, Just this really cute bar that's kind of down an alley, and we had one drink there, I think, before I ended up going home with him, and we had a great first night together. Um, I'm not super, like, hesitant about going home with someone on the first date if I feel the energy is right, so it's not like this was out of the blue for me, but I would say it was above average.
0: In your in your mind at this point like were you going home with him and it was like a mainly a sexual thing or were you feeling like there's this crazy strong connection and it could be more?
3: Oh, I was definitely getting relationship energy wow. from him. Yeah, just um well, that's just kind of the headspace that I'm in. Like that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we just had a really strong connection, I would say, and our, our like, niche interests really aligned more so than I've ever really experienced with somebody else. That made it really fun and really easy to connect, and it's just, it just, like, feels really good to find someone who can, like, get all of your weird niche interest or jokes or whatever.
0: So you go home with each other mm-hmm. and what this is still, this is early March, right? Right. First this week of is months. early
3: March. Yeah. This is, I think March 6th.
0: And you're in Oregon. So you're cognizant of c- coronavirus Corona. because of you're so close to Washington state.
3: Yes. Um, it was starting to get, pretty serious in seattle that week so that week at work i work for a catering company and they we started to see our first cancellations um things were starting to get a little unsettled i would say but i mean no one knew where it was going to be a week from then i would end up being fired within the week which was not at all on my radar on the day of the state you know damn yeah, we're not fired, laid off, whatever. <laughs> so, that was our first date. Um, and there were two more. I don't know how much detail I should go into with all of them.
0: <laughs> well, so, well, no, but this is I'm I'm fascinated by this. So, so you went on two more dates before the quarantine hit.
3: Yes. So, we spent three nights together. I met his like two best friends on our second date. We did Molly together on our second date. We went to this bar that has a coffin in it and we made out in the coffin. So third date was that Thursday. Actually, no, it was the 11th. It was Wednesday. I'd had a really, just had a really tough day and I almost canceled the date. And I'm really glad that I didn't because it was the last time we ever saw each other. But we ended up going to another dive bar called Dots. And we had whiskey and beer. And we went to another bar down the street called Real Men, and had, like, some of the best fried chicken in Portland. And he's a vegetarian, but, like, still went in on it with me, which was great. And we just had another, like, really great, fun night. So that was our third date. And I had work the next day. So, again, I was, like, up and out of the apartment pretty early and that was the last time we saw each other before. Yeah. Since we haven't I, seen each other since then.
0: <laughs> had you made plans to see each other at the end of that encounter? We
3: had, we talked about getting drunk and going to Pak and getting noodles. That was our next date for the following Monday um, because he was planning on leaving the following Wednesday for his spring break. But then I got laid off that Friday. And so I canceled dinner. And then he ended up going home with his family who had been visiting that weekend on Sunday early. Um, and he was supposed to just be for two weeks, but you know, has, he's been there since then. So, Wow.
0: And so it's been over a month since then. Yeah. And how often have you have you talked?
3: So how I would say, talked? yeah, we talk all the time. <laughs> um, we text every day. We FaceTimed, um, I think, four or five times. And then in our second FaceTime, we did a kind of it's complicated moment and like went through each other's closets and decided what we should keep and what we should donate. I remember he found some weed from high school, and smoked it later with his dad. <laughs> um, and then on my our third Facetime, I did an unboxing of the sourdough starter I'd been gifted. So like really big quarantine energy. Got it. Um. <laughs> so we've been in communication for sure.
0: i And mean, what's your feeling? Do you still feel like something is? like growing between you two or do you feel like you're kind of stalling and in this holding pattern or
3: we've had one conversation that's unrelated to that, but kind of about us. He expressed some nervousness about how much he liked me because he got out of a relationship pretty recently. Um, and we worked through it really like really well, which was a really nice sign of like, our communication skills, you know?
0: Yeah, totally.
3: Um, but as, it was kind of funny. As soon as I started feeling anxiety and like anxious about being able to sustain our communication, he started. This is so silly, but he started playing um, that like text pool game. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: No. You can like play,
3: you can play virtual pool, like, within your text messages, basically. I sound like I'm 55 years old. Text (laughs) messages. What am I saying (laughs) on my cellular phone? Um, So, which sounds, like, so stupid, but it's been such a good, like, system for us to just, like, be in each other's world but not having to, like, have a conversation every day because we're both doing the same thing every day. So, we've been playing this virtual pool game, and we've actually introduced some stakes where whoever loses has to send a sexy photo, which has been really fun. And he lost five times yesterday. Um, <laughs> and he was truly, truly pissed by the end, but I was living my best life, truly. So, so
0: that's, go ahead. that's very cute. That's very cute, and it's really like uh, creative and original. <laughs>
2: Um,
3: you know it's working. I mean, have now. you played this?
0: Have you played this pool text game with other? No. no. Yeah. No. no this it's was creative. his.
3: This was his idea. Like the the pool game was his idea. The stakes were my idea. Well, I said stakes generally. The sexy photo was his idea, obviously. But no, I mean, I've never played games on my phone. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but it's been just a really easy way to be like, okay, I still exist, you know?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, outside of this game, have y'all been sending, you know, sexy photos to each other or have you had phone sex or video sex or
3: anything? mm, We have been sexting. There's a lot of like sexy images that have been shared. Um, But we've been sexting and he's very very good at it and it's like kind of unnerving like why is he so good at it um (laughs) I mean maybe it's the artistic inclination
0: (laughs) yeah fair enough so do you have any idea when he's getting back?
3: Nope he said he was hoping he's hoping beginning of May but he's thinking mid-May is more realistic so probably another month from now
0: yeah you know, you said uh, earlier that you've been you've been looking for a relationship, mm-hmm. and it, and that you were getting that energy from him, um, and now you're, now you're in this holding pattern with it and everything. It's like is is that part of why you're hanging on with him? Is because like you are looking for a relationship and this is like as close or. Or how does that play into it? It's
3: so hard to say. Well, there's another added factor of him just getting out of a relationship in early December. Anyways, he has told me from the beginning that he's not ready to be in another serious relationship. He's still working and, like, working through and healing from his last relationship, which I'm thankful to know. Um, And there is a part of me that's like, well, then why are we? Talking, if we want different things it's not like I can seek out other romantic interests right now Mm -hmm. in a way that feels comfortable to me and I really enjoy his company and I'm not stressed or anxious about like when I really step back and think about it I'm not stressed or anxious about him because there's no point right now and I do think that ultimately like not being emotionally available is a choice and I've told him that um so I'm not I don't want to say I'm like holding out hope that one day he'll want to date me because I don't feel that way and that's like completely unrealistic but that is kind of where we're at I think it's just I enjoy him and I do value our connection and it's not something I want to waste despite all of these like external factors yeah. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> I fucking actually weird times, you know? It is it is weird times. Mm-hmm. It's weird times. And it's comforting, I mean, I've talked to him about all of this and we're on the same page. Another thing that we've kind of talked about is like since we only had three dates it's hard to know our potential as a couple. Um, and I said that to him and I was like, I hope that's not hurtful to say, Mm -hmm. you know, would we have run our course or would we still be dating? What would be happening? It's just like, there's no way to really know. Um, and, and then I, I said, I hope that's not hurtful. And then he responded and was like, no, it's not hurtful. I, kind of feel the same way and then i was like fuck that kind of hurts like (laughs) oh now my feelings are hurt
0: production notes
1: i'm sitting here with our savior the guy that makes this podcast sound so wonderful mr jimino how are you
4: oh good thank you
1: zach good to hear your voice it's good to hear yours as well so what are we talking about today today we are talking about gold and this wonderful summer anthem for the endless forgotten summer that is 2020
4: (laughs) yes perfect perfect summary of this track yeah this thing is great i mean when i got it i was uh just very very impressed first of all with the rough mix and then second of all with how dialed in the session was i mean i get a lot of sessions and this one was uh was in really good shape all the audio was named correctly which is nice uh everything is staged really well i feel like the production on this track is really great i just didn't want to screw it up you know zach so i get my greasy little hands in it and then all of a sudden it sounds bad i don't want to disappoint the band you know
1: well thankfully they weren't too greasy you must be on a decent bathing schedule at home <laughs> right uh once a month you know once yeah, a month yeah, yeah, is better th- time It's like twice as much as Walker, at least.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, perfect. The other thing about this group of songs is uh, we did them all remotely, and the bands had to work remotely. But I guess this is how Gold records a lot of their stuff. They, They tend to work remotely a lot on their records. So, I mean, I can just say it showed.
1: I think it's unbelievably colorful, too. And like you were saying, the way things kind of move in and move out, the, the music is very much telling as much of the story as the lyrics are.
4: Exactly. It's a great track. I really think they uh, knocked it out of the park.
0: Here's Long Distance Pandemic by Gold. distance pandemic was written and recorded by gold that is margaret butler nicholas zeman and nick schubert it was engineered by gold as well from their two home studios one in milwaukee and one in baton rouge it was then mixed by jim eno at public hi-fi and mastered by chris longwood god damn i want to shake my booty to those beats yeah baby i the very beginning of that song it reminds me of i've got five on it you remember that song? Hell yeah. I think it might be the same note, and it's a similar synth. Yeah, except that it starts with Anaconda, Montana. <laughs> is this the first song to ever name check Anaconda, Montana? I feel confident it's got to be. A simple Google search could confirm. We won't do that, though. we rather speculate. Mm-hmm. I, 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 This is a song that falls into a certain category for me, which is I like the groove and the melodies and the sound so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just makes me kind of move, even if I'm sitting in my car or something. Uh, it was such a, a joy to actually sit down and read the lyrics. Yeah, definitely.
1: Because the, the you know it's a good song when you can listen to it, enjoy the hell out of it, and not give a shit what anybody's saying. Yeah. It's like it just works perfectly, but then you get that extra level of a treat when you do sit down and read the lyrics. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is also really crafty and interesting, and like there's
0: a story here. And I love that that Margaret, who I'm about to speak with in the interview, I I love that she just took... There's no like uh, abstraction from the story. I mean, she took so many little scenes from the confession... Absolutely. ...and made them the lyrics. It's awesome. You've got cocktails in there, you've got drugs in there, you've got... With thigh vibes. <laughs> you also have one of the best uh, topical, timely reframes of the uh, of the of the pandemic era, which is long distance pandemic sexting has its limits. Long, so long.
1: <laughs> that's that's gonna be the new motto of 21st century dating if this shit doesn't get under control. Interview.
2: Interview. Interview. Interview.
5: Who am I speaking with? Margaret and Nick
0: and from Gold from Gold and where are you guys from right Gold. now?
5: We're in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. On a couch. On a couch with our
0: dog. And it's uh, it's four thirty on uh, on Friday, June twenty fifth, I believe. Uh-huh. And you're correct. It, yeah, I it, think so. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's June twenty sixth. So okay, yeah. So right. we were gonna have this interview earlier in the day and then we didn't because something happened with the restaurant that you're working at do you guys do you mind telling me um, what the situation is with this restaurant where you're working
6: basically uh a lot of you know kind of the high populace r- restaurants and bars in town a few of them actually came down with you know some t- like positive covid cases so we were one of the next in line and so we just kind of basically all got tested Walked into the same restaurant and got tested by you
5: know. Yeah.
6: And uh, now we're waiting, <laughs> but.
5: Yeah. Well, not exactly. We kind of fucked up because we all went. Started getting our tests back. Everyone came back negative. So Nick and I went to another coworker's friend, another coworker's house, to have a couple of beers, and chill. And then one of this another coworker showed up. And she got her test back, and she was positive. So now we're all sitting there, like, "Oh crap!" You're we right.
6: We were out, we were in the clear, clearly. and then yeah.
5: So now you
6: have to be vigilant. and We just weren't.
5: Yeah, so we felt lucky. So we went out, not to like a bar or anything, just like a buddy's front porch. And now a
6: buddy that was with us on the same staff. So yeah. it's like, all right, well, we all tested negative, and then right, one and then the one call.
5: person in the entire restaurant. It gets a positive we are with so
6: it was now, the antibodies thing where yeah. it, it was it does you don't know
5: but, but she's getting retested but in the meantime our shifts had to be covered and we can't go into work and you know so it's a whole up in the air thing it's a mess yeah everywhere's a mess
0: and yeah i'm just really sorry to hear that so now you're you're home again for two weeks
6: yeah, well, until until she tests negative or yeah. into, until we go and get another. But, but yeah, I mean, the, the industry was crazy in the first place. So it's, it, it felt funny trying to work through it anyways. And you now you've got Texas and Florida, as of today, shutting back down. So, you know, it's just it's a weird place to be at. We just you can't you can't quit if they, you know, force you to come back. It's just kind of like that.
2: Yeah.
0: And, so, okay, so, uh, you've been working at this restaurant pretty much all the way through the Uh, quarantine process?
5: They did close down for a bit.
6: Yeah, a couple months, actually.
5: And then we came back.
6: We were part of the
4: 50%.
5: Yeah. And, like, yeah, it sucks because we were very excited just to have a job because obviously the band is struggling. Because mm-hmm. we have no work at the moment so we're like yeah thankfully someone's giving us a job and then you know uh that shut down too so we were just really happy to go back I mean as careful as we were you kind of just if you're working in the service industry you kind of just have to expect to get it at some point yeah sure like stay as healthy as you can and just deal with it when it comes
0: yeah so I mean in the last few years you basically have been gone for a few months of the year you have yeah. you working at this restaurant, and 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 like a lot of us, someone you know is kind of is kind of hooking you up, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
2: That's correct.
0: And here that you happens up. that happens pretty often, I think.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, too. Oh, oh, for I I think every every musician I know has a sitch, you know. Uh-huh, and, right. a lot of, and, a, and a lot of most of the time, it's just some boss who loves music or, or who loves helping musicians. I mean, yeah, yeah true.
5: every time.
0: Every time. True, yeah. Every time.
6: Yeah.
5: Because
6: the, the other ones don't get it at all, and, right. and you're just the worst employee on paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to need seven weeks off.
0: They
6: <laughs> come in two weeks, and then uh, I'm going to need all my shifts right when I get back. Yeah, I need so, like, screw off.
0: <laughs> I need them immediately. Uh, <laughs> so, what was it like in the midst of all this crap to get this confession about? this young love romance?
5: Um, it was honestly, it was really nice to be able to like, remember that you were a musician again.
2: Mm-hmm. Cause
5: you know, we've been, we were working a lot to try to like keep up like, just cause like, like I said, like it was tough on the band, uh, monetarily at that moment, especially cause we just spent so much money getting ready for that show and putting out, you know, buying like 500 vinyl records and whatever. So, um, I forgot where I was at. I had too much coffee. Uh,
6: <laughs> yeah. Just talking about getting the, getting the offer to do this. Oh yeah. Zone. Yeah.
5: So we like kind of forgot. I remember Nick and I have a conversation about like, I was getting kind of bums. So I'm like, what do I even do? Am I just like a line cook now?
6: Like, yeah. Who am not I? Not that there's <laughs> anything
5: wrong being a line cook, but I'm like, I just, I don't know, you know, I forgot what it's like to right
0: music i you know i uh i listened to the song right away i was like man this is so catchy this is such a summer like a it's it's really fun it feels really joyous Uh Um, and so i was just taking it in that way i was like damn this is awesome and jim sent me a few of the rough mixes and was, tell me what you guys were thinking and and then (laughs) i i could spot a few of the lyrics uh before you know i wasn't paying super close attention to them but when you sent me the lyrics and i read them (laughs) one of the things that i love so much about this is that you picked up on so many details from the confession like there's so many things that she says that you translated into lyrics uh which i love
5: yeah that, that was that was easy well all i did was i like sat down with headphones and just like took notes and i was like Anything that sounded like it would be cute in a song, I just wrote it down and then I cobbled those together.
6: So. <laughs> yeah. we did. We were commenting on how you know it really is just a traditional like story of love and uncertainty, uncertainty and all that stuff. But when you're trying to write, I mean, the, I'm not speaking for Mark because she did write all the lyrics, but when you're trying to write, you know, something that's a general feeling, while it feels really important to the the writer, the confessional. Confessionist Confessionalist
5: yeah. And I did want her To be able to listen to it And identify with it As well Yeah Because you can You can do a lot with You can like go off On your own a lot But You know I wanted her to like Feel good about it Let it be her little song You know
2: Mm-hmm
0: I think you succeeded Like far right. away In that In that is, is Are most of your lyrics Usually pretty autobiographical Uh um,
5: yeah, I would say so.
0: Yeah. So was it did you did you have to identify yourself in the story in order to write it or was it a completely different part of your brain?
5: No, no, I definitely just put myself in like just thought about the any stories in my life where I had a, a kind of connection with that person and just kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. Try to meld the two a little bit.
6: Yeah. We did live in Portland for a second too, so that helped and kind we, of put ourselves. And we in that. started
5: with a long distance relationship as well.
6: Yeah,
0: oh, so oh, you two are in a long distance relationship.
6: Yeah, it's when we yeah.
5: met. When we met, yeah, we met. Uh, actually, down we met in New Orleans, and he was on tour, and so the first like three months, we were it was all phone conversations. Ah
6: analog and 3g at best mm-hmm. i don't know if 3g G9, was a thing G9 G9
5: and i actually have a <laughs> notebook because back in the day this is so this is we've been together for 13 and a half years but like back in the day you had the little cell phones that you couldn't fit more than 15 texts at a time so i <laughs> bought a notebook and i have in a notebook Handwritten all of our text conversations
6: that you had to delete out to accept more,
5: yeah. (laughs) It's really cheesy. I won't even open it because I'm embarrassed.
6: But but that's so we definitely know that feeling, yeah. And then, also that, and then you know, being together for only a few months and moving to Portland, like there was, yeah, there was that to sort of tie
0: in. Mm -hmm. That is super fucking adorable that you wrote all my text messages out. Man, that is adorable. Okay. Okay. So, so you guys were dated long distance, and where were you both living when you when you met? Uh, I
5: was in Baton Rouge. I was uh-huh. living in Baton Rouge. New Orleans is an hour from here. I was I was Wisconsin. And he was in Wisconsin.
0: And yeah, so then you moved
6: to
5: Portland Appleton. together.
6: I moved down to Louisiana for a few months.
5: Yeah.
6: Then together we moved out to Portland. His
5: band was sort of on the outs, and so you know he's just like screw it. Yeah. this Had enough moved down here um yeah we moved to portland for a bit ended up moving to milwaukee to so he could write music with a buddy of his that was in his other band mm-hmm. and then that turned into a country band and i was like this is boring i hate country music so then i started my own band gold gold and then nick eventually joined gold because he also agreed that country music was born and
6: yeah, then we moved <laughs> back to louisiana and then back here. That's
2: our story. God,
5: warm.
6: We'll, get another, we'll get our own confessional, Margaret, at this rate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. I, what I want for your confessionals, I just want you to read with no context text conversations <laughs> you had from like 13 years ago. It's, I love that.
6: Oh, man. That would be cute. That would be perfect, actually. Oh, my God. No. I can't.
5: <laughs>
6: you would have to have somebody else read it, though. It'd be oh, truly anonymous. 100%
0: Maybe
2: have
6: it.
0: to have someone else read it, though. Okay,
5: yeah, okay, okay. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs>
0: so your other bandmate is in Milwaukee, yeah he is he and is. and he you helped you us work know? on this song that we just that we're doing this for, so it sounds like you guys have moved around quite a bit in in the time that gold has been a band, it sounds like you y'all have been on the move, so working remotely isn't new for the band, huh?
6: no, yeah. no, this this we're getting more efficient though, like I added it you know, getting the right recording rigs and stuff. So many, there's so many logistic issues. He just got internet. <laughs> so yeah. that was kind of a thing. Oh,
5: and that was the best part. He had internet when we were doing this. And it was so nice because to would be like, all right, we're going to spend 10, 15 minutes on a part and we're going to send it to you. You're going to spend 15 minutes on it, send it back while we're working on the next part. Right. So we actually got to move through it so fast. And so normally it's like weeks to finish a song because he has to go find internet or go to somebody else's house.
6: <laughs> right.
5: Now it's just like, all right, here's your 15 minutes is up, try this out, see if you like it, put something down. And we were done with the song in what, two hours?
6: Yeah, yeah like as far happened. as structure and stuff like that, you know, the it's momentum plays. is, momentum is so key in, yeah. in writing with like a three piece.
0: I, I've really enjoyed, uh, I never expected to, but I also have really enjoyed working remotely during this. And I think part uh-huh. of, part of, what I've liked is what you're describing, where you're working on it simultaneously at the same time. Uh, the thing I really like about it is um, the kind of interpersonal. It's not necessarily struggle, but you know, you, you're you're trying to be respectful of how someone's feeling, and they're trying to respect you, and you want to make sure everyone's heard. Something about right. just being in my own little silo while I'm doing that. It's it's so simple. Like I've 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 mainly been producing music, but I've I've produced all these songs. I'm like, I'll send it to somebody to play drums on. Right. And right. it's like two or three hours later, I just get back the part and it, it always cracks me up. I'm like, if we were in a room together, it would have been so much more like emotional work just to watch, right. that, learn that, figure it out. And something about doing it remotely, it's like, it just shows up in my inbox and I fly it into the session. It's like, Oh, this is great.
6: Yeah. <laughs> right. It's very nice. And if you're empathetic, you know, yeah, you save some of that, so much of that emotional energy without worrying about, like, oh, I don't, how do I say this nice? And it, via text, well, you're, you're able to just...
5: But that's kind of a big part of why we have produced it. I mean, it started out as a six piece and now it's a three piece. Granted, we've had to switch out some but but that's why it's down as small as it is right now. A big part of it is just like, me and Nick and Nick, we work so well together emotionally. Like, if we don't like something, we're like, no, nah, that's not working. Let's do something else. You know right. what I mean? And like, right. that, it's impossible to find bandmates that you can just have that attitude with.
6: It really is tough. stuff. But I um, mean, yeah, we, there's, there's rarely do, by the time we listen to it a second time, asking the people, we, even if we agreed with a part, we'll disagree with it by the end and yes. all agree together. It's like, oh yeah. That's a good idea, though. Let's carry on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, y'all been together for, for 13 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know something about about love. Mm-hmm. Do, do you... What's your sense about this, this couple? What's your expert opinion, if you had to make a prediction?
5: I would say that... Uh, from the sound of it, their communication skills could be a little bit better. But... But uh, also, you know, again,
6: like they're super young. Um, you never know. Yeah, uh, I would say uh, they they have a chance of six to twelve months. If they can't make it past that, if they can make it that far. They'll be set. But <laughs> but if Everybody. all their if all their doubts <laughs> keep getting in their way, as of right now, all their doubts and yeah, not conversating, and it probably has six months.
0: Yeah, it's funny hearing Nick talk because uh, he, he they clearly have what it takes if it's thirteen years. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, and
1: through like I mean a, a weird thirteen years too because they're touring
0: musicians
1: and yeah, I mean that to to maintain any semblance of a relationship whether you're touring together or not, yeah, just has a, a whole world of challenges
0: that normal relationships don't understand. Yeah, the, the thing I the thing I've been telling people throughout this this pandemic is that i think me and uh me and mckenzie are uniquely equipped to spend this much time together because we have toured with each other and we uh when whoever you tour with whether you're dating or not you get very good at being in the same place but mm-hmm. not interacting with each other mm-hmm. uh, so that that part has been good but i, I but to the back to the point it's Kind of crazy to hear him say that If you've got it figured out in 6 to 12 months Then you can make it last If that was true I would have (laughs) lasted In like 3 other relationships At least Also like that divorce rate seems to disagree With you there (laughs) Nick Yeah. Uh, But I really
1: But I really am Appreciate your optimism. It's, I, it's it's a healthy way of looking at relationships, and I wish it was true.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More, more to Margaret's point, I I think that uh, uh, good communication is everything, and mm-hmm. the couple seem to have some communication issues.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I don't even know if it's fair. Well, I don't, can we say couple first of all?
2: Uh,
0: okay. Item. Okay,
1: Mr. Lawyer, let's just say for
0: the sake of conversation, let's give him nicknames. I like Uh, it. This mm, is the best part. Yeah. I mean, Anaconda, obviously. Um, What do we want to call him? Words with Friends? Oh, wait, what was that game they would play?
1: Pocket Pool? Yeah, which Pocket Pool was different when I was (laughs) in school.
0: (laughs) So we've got Anaconda and Pocket Pool. Do you think that they have good communication?
1: I, I mean, I, I don't think that they've communicated enough to even judge good or bad, you know? They they've yeah. never had an opportunity, and that's what kind of makes me actually sad about this story, is there was a lot of hope. It seems like their three dates were really interesting, fun, kind of unique dates. I mean, it wasn't your normal three first three dates by any means. But getting cut off so quickly and then trying to actually learn about each other from a distance, it's just like... I don't do they even have a chance to develop the communication like that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I
0: think you're spot on. Yeah. It's it may I'm I it, it makes me sad. I'm other, sorry that it happened that way, guys. The other red flag for me was that Anaconda said she was looking for a relationship mm-hmm. and uh Pocket Pool apparently has been in a few, just got out of one. And it seems like he's a good boyfriend material or good at being a boyfriend, good at being a boyfriend. So I wonder whether or not there was a little confirmation bias happening in their connection.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I understand that position though, of, you know, being only a few months out of a relationship and you've probably made some rules for yourself like, Oh, I'm not going to jump in for six months, maybe a year. And then you meet someone you like in the middle of those rules. And are you willing to change them? Yeah. Are you not willing to change them? It's a hard p- place to be in.
0: While I don't agree with Nick's assessment of what it takes to have a long-lasting relationship, I do have a lot of respect for him. See, I hardly know Nick, but we've been helping each other out for years. Seven years ago, a mutual friend put us in contact via Facebook, and Nick booked me a show in Milwaukee at the bar where he worked. A few years later, I hooked him up in Austin. I have friendships like this all over the country. Any musician you know who tours has many relationships like this. We help each other out. We book each other shows. We let one another sleep on our couches. We connect each other with other random people who will let them sleep on their couches too. This is the economy that makes touring possible. Such a small, small fraction of the musicians you love are making a living solely from playing live. We do it because we love playing, because we love each other, and we love you.
1: When we come home from tour, most musicians are working at least one other job, and a lot of times, it's a service industry job. If they haven't been laid off yet, their hours are being seriously cut, and they're putting themselves at risk daily. If you're a fan of any independent artists, now more than ever, they need your support. Live shows on any real scale won't be back for at least a year, maybe more. Buy their merch, sign up for their Patreon, sign up for their OnlyFans, hell, just Venmo them directly. Show your gratitude for their art by lending a helping hand in a true
0: time of need. The Song Confessional Podcast is produced by me, Walker Lukens, Zach Catanzaro, Aaron Blackerby, Rylan Kettery. Jim Eno and Mike Lee it is distributed by KUTX the theme song is written and mixed by Walker Lukens performed by
1: Walker Lukens me Zach Catanzaro Mackenzie Griffin and Aaron Blackerby
0: with some sweet engineering by Grant Epley the song long distance pandemic was written and performed by gold it was mixed by Jim Eno at public hi-fi if you
1: like this podcast the best thing you can do is tell a friend But if you want to do more, please rate us, review us, and subscribe. Gold, thank you so
0: much for being part of our podcast. We love you.